Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are so glad that you've decided to join us today for uh, our new upcoming series. Uh, we're going to start it today, and the series will be on the 10 major Christian doctrines. Uh, and uh, we're going to begin, uh, Pastor tells me we're going to begin with a focus on what doctrine actually is. It's an extremely important subject, uh, one that is not paid attention to properly in most churches today. Uh, and so uh, we, we felt the need to <clears throat> focus on this particular subject for a while. Uh, this is a series, Pastor, that could probably run easily a 10-week span, if not longer. And if I know you, it probably will go a little longer than 10 weeks. Watch, watch your mouth. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay with me. Uh, I mean, I, th this is an important subject. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we need to, of course, remind you of our website. It's uh, the Christian Underground News Net uh, dot com. Come visit us. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, and also, we need to welcome uh, some new listeners. Uh, we we uh, are listened to in 28 states in the contiguous United States. And uh, we, up until a couple of days ago, had eight foreign countries, but we've just added two more. Uh, we'd like to welcome Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine is now listening and... and uh, We'd like to welcome you, uh, whoever you are in Ukraine, uh, keep listening. Uh, the information you're going to get is fantastic, and we're, we're delighted to have you, and our prayers go up for you. We know what's what's happening in the country of Ukraine right now, and uh, uh, we know that uh, could be on the verge of war. We're, we're going to pray that that does not happen, uh, and uh, we, we pray for your peace and your safety. Um, and we also want to welcome Germany uh, to our new listenership. Uh, Herzlich willkommen, Deutschland. Uh, that, that is particularly exciting to me. I spent three years uh, in Germany. Ich wohne im Aschaffenburg für drei Jahre mit US Armee. And uh, so we want to welcome you, uh, Germany to our, our new listenership, and we, we pray that you'll be with us each and every week as we study and teach the Word of God. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to turn over our uh, new series to Pastor Chamberlain, uh, our new series on doctrine. What is it? And then we're going to cover the 10 major Christian doctrines after this opening segment. With that being said, Pastor the microphone is yours, sir. Well, before before I get started blabbing, uh, I want you to uh, uh, to quote for our listeners the verse that you we you just quoted uh, to us here at the table, and it's an important verse, and it's about prayer, and uh, we'd like to open in prayer, but we, I want you to quote that verse. That's a good idea, Pastor. Uh, you know, before we study, we we pray and ask for discernment and guidance and wisdom. And uh, 
the, the verse that came to mind for me immediately was James 1.5. Uh, James, in, in, right before Jude and then Revelation in the New Testament, uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And that just means uh, if you if you need a, an extra special uh, sense of discernment and uh, wisdom when studying, which we all do, uh, we're free to ask that of God. And he does not hold that back. He giveth to all men liberally, and he doesn't hold it back. He upbraideth not. He does not hold back on it. If you ask him for it and you have a, a fervent desire to learn, he will open your mind and give you the wisdom to understand his holy word so much better. And um, we, we'd like to open with a, with a word of prayer, uh, requesting that God do that for each and every one of our listeners as well as us. Pastor? Thank you, Curtis. Heavenly Father, we uh, we come to your throne of grace boldly because you've told us to do so. Uh, and if we have need to ask, and Curtis has quoted your wonderful verse from the book of James, and so we ask to give us, the, as the teachers, wisdom and give to our listeners understanding and help us to rightly divide the word of truth and help them to take what they learn and use for your honor and glory. And we'll praise you and uh, as we ask these things in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And let's let's continue that practice before every episode. I think we should. I, do, I think so, too. That was a great idea, Sharon. Yeah. Yes, Sharon said, my wife said, uh, we, we need to do that. And she was right. You need to be fessed up. Yep. Yeah, and by confess the way, before we before you start studying, confess, mm -hmm. get everything cleaned away, and yeah. and get uh, get right with God totally, and and uh, he'll he'll take care of it. All right, we're going to uh, start a, a series of uh, Bible doctrines. Now, uh, it's been my experience, and and especially in recent years, that. Most people in churches don't like the word doctrine for some reason or another. It's like they're like they're becoming indoctrinated. It's taboo, and uh, and so it's taboo. Matter of fact, in a church I was pastoring some years ago, there was a lady, and very nice lady, kind lady, and and uh, she was attended church regularly, and she had a nice family, and her husband was on the board of of elders, and. Um, and she came to me one day and she says, Pastor, we, you know, we don't uh, we don't necessarily want to hear doctrine. What we'd like to hear is about the love of Jesus. Well, I hope I wasn't too impertinent when I answered her. But I said to her, you know, the love of Jesus is a doctrine. It is. Yeah. And part of the problem with churches today, uh, they don't know what doctrine really is. And the doctrines that they do know are being perverted, um, being changed. Uh, they're being denominationalized. Um, 
you know, your doctrine depends on the denomination you belong to. Uh, and we want you to know that doctrine uh, is what God uh, wants us to um, pay, pay attention to. Um, the word doctrine simply means a teaching. It's what you believe. And, and so there are f- five different words in the New Testament that are translated doctrine, and they're all related. They all come from the same root, and it literally means to, the verb form means to teach. And, and the, the, the noun form is a teaching. And then uh, there's another form that, ta- that talks about what has been taught. So it talks about your understanding. And so doctrine is all about a teaching. And what we do on this podcast is teach the word of God. Um, I'm uh, uh, doctrinally a a Baptist. Uh, Now, having said that, being a Baptist doesn't save me. All right. I think that the Baptists had the best doctrinal statement, uh, and and especially independent Baptists. There are some Baptist denominations that that are not uh, correct in uh, certain doctrines, such as uh, soteriology. And I mention that because that's the first doctrine we're going to teach. But uh, it's the doctrine of salvation. It's the, it's the doctrine of salvation. So, so um, let's just say that a doctrine is a teaching. The word doctrine appears 56 times in, in the Bible, but only about four of those times are in the Old Testament. Uh, the rest of them are in the New Testament. Uh, because uh, the New Testament is church age theology. And so uh, we need to, uh, so here we are living in the church age, the age of grace and so forth. Um, and so we want to we give you a, 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 an overview of what doctrine means and how often it is used. It's used uh, in the... Uh, Pastoral epistles of 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus, some 17 times. Now open your Bibles uh, to 1 Timothy, and then 2 Timothy and Titus will immediately follow that. And I'm going to read the verses that deal with doctrine. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. Paul is greeting Timothy. Uh, uh, Paul was Timothy's mentor. And uh, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. And there are those three things we need greatly in this present world. And then he says, as I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Now, isn't that amazing? No other doctrine than what? It was the, do- the New Testament doctrines that we're going to teach uh, during this series um, that Paul had taught to Timothy. And don't, he says, teach, don't, you, you hold the line, the doctrinal line, teach the doctrine correctly. So he says that in chapter 1, verse 3 of 1 Timothy. Then he says this, 
Um, let, let's let's begin reading verse eight. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. But knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, for the, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers. I got to get a breath. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, and all of those things are contrary to sound doctrine. Then in First Timothy chapter four, if you turn quickly to it, verse one, he says, "Now the Spirit speaking." Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter, latter times some shall depart from the faith. Uh, one of the most asked questions uh, that people ask me, uh, and, uh, and it's mostly young people, but there it's it's pretty uh, uh, spread out all ages, ask this question, are we in the last days? Well, according to Paul, we were already in the latter days. We were already in the last of time. That's what the church age is. It's one, It's in the latter times. So he says, some shall depart from the faith, and people have. The major doctrines uh, in our churches today, and Curtis has already talked about it, there have been doctrines that have been perverted and profaned, uh, changed, um, and, uh, and it's not right. We want to get it right, and we want you to know something. If we know everything, it's, I mean, if we know anything, it's not that we know everything. But one thing we do know from experience, that Satan has attacked the major doctrines, and 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 it's um, in, uh, invaded our local assemblies. So he says this. Um, he said, giving... Spirit speaketh expressly, and then in latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. If it's not correct doctrine, if it's not sound doctrine, if it's not good biblical doctrine, it's doctrines of devils. He goes on to say in uh, chapter 4 of 1 Timothy, verse 6, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. You've learned good doctrine, and you've learned it by, by grace through faith. And so um, and so he that's that admonition. Then he goes to uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. He says, till I come. And now apparently he was planning on uh, coming uh, to Timothy, but he says, till I come, give attendance to reading. Reading what? Well, Paul's epistles. The Bible had not been complete yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm imagining, uh, and I'm pretty sure that he was talking about the Old Testament also. He says, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation. Now, that's a word that means uh, a, a, a um, encouragement. Yes. And it means an extreme encouragement to exhortation, and to doctrine, that is, to teaching. Okay, let's go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter uh, 4, uh, verse 16. He says, Take heed unto thyself and, and, and unto the doctrine. 
continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. And folks, you are people that are hearing us now. So we have to be very careful to uh, attend, give attendance to good, sound, healthy, correct doctrine. In in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, we read this. Let the elders, and he's referring to those who are the teachers. He's referring to those who are pastors. Mm -hmm. It says, let the elders that rule, uh, that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. Are you beginning to see how important doctrinal teaching really is? In the First Timothy 6, verse 1, it says this, Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. So while you're on the job, behave yourself because you want to be a testimony to good and sound doctrine. And it says, and they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved and partakers of the benefits. These things teach and exhort. He's talking about those that have the rule over you in the church. It says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine, which is according to godliness. He's proud, knowing nothing but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil speech, surmisings, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself but godliness with contentment is great gain and how do you get that godliness by by believing the word of god studying the word of god and attending to the word of god and to giving yourself over to sound doctrine from the words of our lord jesus christ that's what it says in first timothy chapter six let's uh Let's go to um, uh, 2 Timothy, please. 2 Timothy. Now, I know this is taking a while. Please hang with us. But all we're doing is, uh, is preaching and teaching on the, under the banner of what saith the Scriptures. We believe that if God said it, stand up and speak up. And if God didn't say it, sit down and shut up. We believe that, and that's what we're doing so hang with us, follow with us as we go through the precious word of God. So 2 Timothy chapter 3, please. What was it? 2 Timothy chapter 3. Um, it says about people in the last times, and, and 2 Timothy chapter 3 is all about that. It starts out by saying, this know also then in the last days, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And, 
uh, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Listen, he says, come out from among those people, be ye separate. Then he says this, for of this sort, all of these things which he's mentioned beforehand, for of this sort are they which creep into houses. You know, people that are teaching false doctrine are sneaky. Yes, they are. They'll slide it into you, unbeknownst. Mm -hmm. You got to watch. And it says, and they lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts. Usually they attack the women first because in the Bible it talks about the women being the weaker vessel. And it says, and these people are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Then he says this in verse 10, but thou hast fully known my doctrine. Almost all of the major doctrines of, of the New Testament are in the writings of the Apostle Paul under the inspiration and instruction of God. He says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Now, what's that's a list of four things that the scriptures are profitable for. And what's the first one? What was the one that's most important? Profitable for doctrine. For doctrine. That's correct. And it says that the man of God may be perfect. Now, what he means by that is complete. Uh, there is none righteous, no, not one. All of sin to come short of the glory of God. If I were to tell you that I'm a perfect man, I'd be lying through my teeth. Curtis would say amen to that, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think anyone would say amen to that. I mean, uh, everybody knows I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so that the man of God may be perfect or complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. If you don't know and understand good, sound, biblical doctrine, your works are like dross. Your works are like garbage. You've got to be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We're going to talk about good works when we get into the doctrine of soteriology or the doctrine of salvation. Well, we're not finished yet. With the, well, with the Second Timothy, uh, chapter four, it says this: uh, preach the word. Wow. He's given Timothy this command: preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. You know what he's saying there? Whether it's convenient or whether it's not convenient. Right. By the way, uh, a lot of preachers uh, 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 sugar up the word of God. Like that, because they've got to get a paycheck uh, for what they're doing. Joel, they don't want to drive people away. Joel, oh, we don't want to make people angry. Joel Osteen. Whether it's, oh, please. Uh, it says here, uh, whether it's in season or out of season, whether it's convenient or not, reprove, 
rebuke and exhort. Wow. Can you explain what that means? That means reprove. That means lift up thy voice. Cry, cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice. And, and that's what we're supposed to do as preachers and teachers. And that's what Timothy was supposed to do. And he was supposed to do it with strength and, and uh, in, in, uh, scripturally and doctrinally, because that's what it says here. Reprove, rebuke. By the way, if I find some false doctrine in a church, uh, I'm going to tell the leader that's not right. Well, you had to do that before. Yeah, and my wife is sitting here. She says, you've had to do that before. She's been with me for over 40 years now, so she knows that in my ministry I've had to do that, and with, with men of God, uh, or who said they were. Anyway, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. Now that means do it with patience. Do it with dignity. Do it with grace. With all long suffering and doctrine. Before I reprove anybody, before I uh, try to correct them, I'd better know my doctrine, hadn't I? And that's why doctrine is important. And it says why? Well, for the, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't put up with sound doctrine. You mean leaders in churches around the, our country and around the world are falling away from false doctrine? That's why they're called apostates. It says here, they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Pastors in these, these days and age, I'm afraid, are becoming ear ticklers. And, and I, I don't say that happily. It, it's frightening. I don't like it. And if you're a pastor out there and you're doing it, Please shape, shape up, get in the Bible, be doctrinally sound. It says they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And this is why I need to know the good doctrines of the Bible. Um, Curtis, you need to know the doctrines of the Bible. And my good wife, who often... Uh, enters into these conversations, but but she's really a good 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 wife. We talk a lot of times about what I'm going to say here, and she says, "Oh, remember to say such and such and such and such." And I'll say, "Oh, wait a minute, I got to go back to my study now and get that in my notes mm -hmm. because she's a good teacher of the Word of God." He says, "But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions." You know, I've been attacked in the ministry. I mean, really attacked. People have accused me of things that are absolutely untrue. Um, uh, but uh, I've, I've learned how to forgive because that's a doctrine, by the way. <laughs> um, so, but watch thou in all things endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. We're doing this, folks, so that if you're listening to us today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that today would be the day that you would that you would uh, come uh, to understand your lost condition and come uh, by grace through faith through the Lord Jesus Christ and you'd be saved. That's our major goal. Mm -hmm. And he says, then he says, make full proof of thy ministry. That means what, and he told, 
And he told the uh, in he told uh, Tim, uh, Timothy in Second uh, Timothy four. He says, "I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and dead at His appearing and His kingdom, that you're to preach the doc the word." We've already read that, and so that's what we're doing, and we're doing it because we have a charge to do so. And and he says later on, "The things that thou hast learned, commit the faithful friend." to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now, I'm going to read a couple of verses from Titus, and we'll end the first half hour of, of this podcast. Titus chapter 1. Now, Titus was a man that was, uh, uh, that was uh, mentored by the Apostle Paul. He said in Titus 1.9, Holding fast the faithful word, as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort, and to convince the gainsayers. You're not going to convince anybody of anything unless you know your doctrine. In, in uh, Titus 2, verse 1, he says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. That, we, that means what makes it beautiful, attractive, um, um, and, uh, and put together properly. Uh, he says, In all things, in Titus chapter 2, verse 7, All things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine. Good works require knowledge of doctrine. And then I, I want to, um, I think I want to close with th this session with that verse. Yeah, we have 30 seconds. Okay, just 30 seconds. So in the next, in the next session, uh, the, or the next half of this session, because we're going to take a break, uh, for a few minutes to get a drink of water, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll we'll see you in just a few seconds. See you later.